Welcome back to Cool Normal Girl. I'm your host, Lexi Regan, and today I'm joined with a special guest, my favorite coworker. Hey, I'm Olivia. I work with Lexi at the Jet Inn. I don't know if I can dox myself like that. Oh no. Well, There's... you can edit that part. I can, you do, you can just edit the beep. Yeah. Beep the the beep. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be fine. I it'll some, be fine. I think I have some freaks that follow me online. Oh, okay. Well, most do, to be yes. honest. But you probably, I feel like, I attract more, some fucking weirdos. I feel like you have more freaks than the average bitch. <laughs> can I say that? Yeah. Okay. You can say anything you want. Okay, great, because I'm going to. Okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we've worked together for, like, what, two months now? Uh, like, some something... Short yeah. like that. Um, it's great. Yeah. 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 Um, I haven't had a guest that's like in the service industry on or like in that environment. And that's like, a huge part of my life. Yeah. No, and it's like, it's really much more fun to talk about, I feel like. Like, I like, honestly, most of my friends are in yeah. the service industry and it has a lot to do with, like, our conversations. Yeah, because it's, like, the crazy... I don't know. It's, like, a good job, and it's crazy, and some people just don't fucking get it. It It's honestly... But, like, you, you can't really get it unless you do it. Like, mm-hmm. it's not... Um, and it's not for the faint of heart, either. That's for sure. And if you are faint of heart, and then you start... And you do it for a while, you shift that thinking, I feel like. I've become tough. Yeah, you have to. Yeah. Yeah. It's... Amy's taking a drink. I'm pretty sure I'm allergic to the actual inn. So, I thought I was going to anaphylactic shock Maybe yesterday. Maybe it's the ghosts. Dude. I... So, I thought it was the cherries yesterday. Sorry, I need to take my Xanax. Just kidding. It's, uh, it's not Xanax. It's like organic Xanax. So like Kirkland brand Xanax. Oh yeah, it's Advin. Um, I gotta get mad chill. But I thought I was going into anaphylactic shock yesterday because I ordered a gallon of maraschino cherries for some reason. I thought that was gonna be a great idea. I was really shocked that you did that. To be honest, like, really. Yeah. Yeah, I thought you were kidding when you were talking about it the first time. <laughs> that was my dog burping. I know, I was very into it. Um, cherries after a while, like, they, the maraschino juice, like, grenadine grosses me out so hard. Really? Yeah. Well, I think it's just because I work with it. I work around it all day. Oh, yeah. And it's, like, gross, and I've gone home like covered in it and then you get a day where it's like all these kids asking for shirley temples and no 
You get pretty over it. No. No Shirley Temple for you. No. Grow up. Actually, they're really good. Yeah. Um, do you put ginger ale in your Shirley Temple or do you put Sprite? Because that's the big debate. I have always thought it was Sprite. I never make them. I always thought it was Sprite too, but as it turns out, Shirley Temple herself uses ginger ale. Sorry, I'm texting my mom. She's um confronting me about what am I doing. <laughs> it's messing up the audio. Please stop texting me. <laughs> um, I just put my own do not disturb in sleep mode. My mind's always in sleep mode. It goes into sleep mode automatically at like 7.30 every night. And I'm happy about it. I love it. Oh. Hey. <gasps> oh my god. Guys, there's currently a dog in my lap. She's really, um... She's like a cuddle cuddle dog she sleeps right on me she always has to be like in between my boyfriend and i every night it's sometimes a problem but sometimes it's really cute so you work with your boyfriend yeah i do maybe we can talk about how you love line cooks (laughs) i love line cooks (laughs) um so you are the one that made it out, and how did that, how did your relationship, sorry about the dog shake. It's okay. How did your relationship start with, um, redacted? <laughs> so, we, so we worked together at this place in downtown Westerly, and he was the sous chef there, mm-hmm. and the, the head chef that we had there was... Like, hor- like horrible. Really? She got fired. Oh, she wow. ended up getting fired, but she was, she was not good. And like, you know, my boyfriend had to do like a lot of the, like making up for that, which sucks. But, anyways, um, I went in there one day to fill out an application, and I literally got to the door, and the guy the manager or whatever like came up and was like are you olivia you come recommended so would you be down to like turn around put on black clothes and come back and we'll give you a well at the bar tonight and i was like okay so i went back and i got the job and they were like showing me around or whatever and they were introducing me to the kitchen and he was like doing expo and i went back there and i had just gotten like these two tattoos and so i was like all wrapped up and like a, he, they introduced us they were like this is and i like remember like shaking his hand and like looking him up and down and going oh my god i now know he thought i was like literally like a cutter or something because of my tattoos uh-huh and he like totally off the bat like judged me he didn't like no yeah but um anyways he i I would, you know, come in every day, and then I just, like, thought he was so cute. So I just, like, was like, I'm going to flirt with him because I'm having fun. Well, at the time, I was in the middle of getting ready to move to New York City because I was in school for audio engineering. And one day, he, like, we were both in the walk-in cooler, and 
he was like so like what's up with you and I was like oh like I'm moving to New York and he was like what part and I was like Bushwick and he had lived in Bushwick for 11 years and then um he was like oh my god what do you what do you like to do and I was like well I'm an audio engineering student well I used to DJ so they're like and then he just like perked up his head and was like what are you serious and then after like so much of like we would like bring gifts and stuff to work back and forth and then one day he like followed me or I stayed and I I stayed one night and I took a bunch of shots and um and uh we sat and talked at the bar for like two hours and we ended up getting super cool and we both realized we like liked each other a lot and then one day he followed me in the liquor room and he was like hey like do you know do you think I could maybe, you know, get your number so we can hang out outside of here? And I was thought I was being funny. So I was like, I don't know. You can find out a lot about someone by their phone number. And he got so embarrassed and turned right red and ran out of the room because he thought I was kidding. Or he thought I was serious. Oh, my God. And then I had to, like, peek my head out and be like, hey, I was kidding. Like, I really do want to give you my number. <laughs> and then it just... Damn. It just happened. It just kept going. And then it didn't stop. And then, you know, I never made it to New York because I ended up really being in love with him. That's amazing. Yeah. And I'm glad I didn't because I love him. That's beautiful. (laughs) That's so cute. That's amazing. So do you enjoy working with your love interest? I enjoy it because a lot of the time that me and him spend together, he has two boys, and I love... No, not this. Not this. Um, I love his boys. I love them so much, but it's, like, hard to have, like, adult time. Mm -hmm. So it's nice to, like... It's nice to be at work, and it's also, like, something we can talk about and, like, bond over, you know? No! (laughs) Oh my gosh. Um, and we like, like, we just like enjoy working with each other. Like, it's fun and it's kind of flirty and sometimes it's kind of hot. So, yeah, that. It is kind of. It is super hot. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. And we still, like, we still flirt with each other the way that we did before we were even a thing. That's so cute. So, that's kind of fun. Flirting at work. It makes it feel like it's like you're flirting with a coworker, but it's my whole relationship. Flirting with coworkers is like, it just it makes your day so much better. It's how you have to like you have to flirt with your coworkers. Yeah. You can't tell me you can't like. Yeah, yeah. It's hard. Because it's hard where we work though. Yeah. Like who are you gonna flirt <laughs> There's with? No one. There's no one to flirt with at our job. At all. At all. Yeah, I was like, mate, I'm, at, yeah, no. Wait, who do you, wait, who, who is your, if you, like. You already know. Yeah, but that one doesn't, (laughs) that one isn't allowed to count. (laughs) Yeah, but that's, that's it. That's it? That's it. I mean, that's really all there is. (laughs) That's all there is. There's, it's like. But there's, you know, the one that we told you was super into you. How do you know that? Because he is very vocal about it. When? He is. He's very vocal about when? it. When? I don't know. He talks to... 
um, my man's one that he talks to me. Dude, no one wants to date me. That's a fact. You gotta be fuck up. I said the same thing. But, yeah. No, it's like, what is it? Mas- masochist? You like pain? Yeah. Yeah, you gotta be a masochist. It's like... not hard to find people like that at all. No, but, like, why would you do that to yourself? Because it's hot. It, like, you know, depending on who you are, please lay down. This is her getting ready to lay down. She's gonna be get mad chill. Yeah. I love saying mad chill. I notice. <laughs> I get, like, phrases that I'll say. So do you have, like, um, someone that you like to flirt with at your other job? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You do, don't you? Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I was in a really weird I don't even think I can talk about it on the podcast because I think he listens. Oh. Like, I know he listens. So, I'm not going to talk about it. I love line cooks. Dude, yeah. Line cooks are the best. I don't know. Like, there's something about, like, behind the fucking, what's it called? Where the, pl- like, the, the expo- window. Like, the being in the window, window, like, looking at that, making eye contact, like, flirting all night. There's something so hot about it. It's so fun. And then it's just a build-up when you yeah. do it all the time. Yeah. I used to... So the liquor room was, like, all the way on the other side of the line before, like, at the old place. Mm-hmm. Dude, I used to walk by that line, like, shaking my ass on purpose. Really? Like, yes. Yes. And then I remember, like, one time, like, right the day after he said he loved me for the first time, there was one day that he, like, leaned over the window and went like this, like, while I was walking by with, like, bottles in my hands, and he goes, I love you. And nobody at the place knew we were even together yet. Really? Yeah, we didn't tell anyone for a really, really long time. I wouldn't either. And it was the hottest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. The thing is, once everyone knows, like, once you tell one... So what happened, like, I hooked up with a coworker, and I told one person. The whole restaurant knew too. Yeah, that's the problem. That's the problem. And then, like, everyone knows. And I still get shit for it. It's been, like, months since they found out. Because it's like, like it's like a little mini high school. Like, a teeny tiny one, wherever you work. Yeah. Everyone knows everything. Especially, like, that's just, like, how... Because you kind of... You spend so much time with one another that you kind of become a family in, like, a weird, convoluted, we're all fucked up kind of way. Mm -hmm. And then you, like, want to know everything about each other. Even the ones you hate. Like, you see them all the time. Do you hate anyone from our job? From our job? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah, I do. How many people do you hate? I genuinely don't like the word hate. Like, I I know I seem like I'm that the type of person that would. No, you seem like the person to say, I hate the word. I don't like the word hate. I don't like the word hate, but I definitely work with people that, um, one in particular that, like, literally makes me afraid to, like, walk to my car alone. Like... Like, I don't, I know you know what it is. But, yeah. But they just, like, give me not great vibes. And I, and, you know, like, that that particular person snaps a lot. And I just don't enjoy that. Yeah. And I think it's made me, like, 
a lot more negative at work and I don't want to be yeah I I feel like I'll get in like whenever I talk to someone about like an issue at work I'm like yeah fuck that person like and then I don't really care like yeah. at the end of the day I don't care but there are like I have a dislike for some people she's so cute it's only it's really only that person there are people that whose personalities are a lot for me and mm-hmm. like very overstimulating and it makes me anxious like there's a couple of people like that at our job but yeah. besides that like I'm for the most part it's pretty fine yeah I feel like we have a really I don't know it's it's good I I personally enjoy the word hate I'm a hater yeah um I hate things really like I, I hate, hate the government oh you know I hate and like I hate individual people yeah well I hate like I hate people like I hate people in the government but besides that that's oh. I and I hate like I hate certain like um what is the word it's like I I I hate certain ways of thinking but mm-hmm. I you know yeah but I don't necessarily hate people because people are made you know yeah I'm definitely not I, I can hold a grudge. Like, if you fuck with me, it's, it's grudge over. for the rest of my life until I die. Yeah. When I'm buried six feet under, I will still be holding that grudge yeah. from whatever you did to me. Yeah. And I don't forgive. Good. I mean, good and, like, bad. I, but yes. I was like that when I was 20. Like, when I was 20, it was, like, I loved the word hate. And I literally could hold a grudge like no one was... You know, like, I I could do that. How old are you? 25? I'm 25. Okay. But now that I've been old and I've had to cut so many people out of my life, mm-hmm. it's more that I don't hate you, I wish the best for you, and I hope that you grow as a person, but I do not have a place for you in my life, if that makes I sense. I like that. Yeah. That's, and I, nor nice. do I want to make one for you. I like that. Yeah. That's very sweet. Maybe I'll grow up. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like, uh, do you think you're, back to the service industry, do you think you're going to do this for a long time? Um, I think I'm going to do, well, I, I want to own my own restaurant really bad. Yeah. Um, and I, I have like a couple, I, well, I, I personally, I want to own, I'm going to get closer. Okay. I personally want to own my own bar but like a cool like a city bar like a cool like something in providence and i'm not gonna i have a really cool idea but i'm not gonna put it yeah um but um i think i will definitely do it for a while i definitely want to do other things like i really enjoy collecting clothes and like i want to sell clothes and i still want to like make art and Mm -hmm. do like creative stuff on the side but financially it's just always been something that keeps me afloat and I like it and now that my like partner is also in the food industry like if we we talk about having our own restaurant a lot that's so cute yeah and I think we'd be super good at it to be honest yeah I know I don't I like it's hard because I see like all my friends in school and like 
getting their degrees and stuff and talking about like jobs they are going to get after graduating and I'm like I can walk home with a thousand dollars if I want to yeah and And not have student loans yeah like I'm chilling for now yeah and I it's so like I'm so addicted to the money like I that's why I when I take a day off or like anytime I have like more than one day off in a row I'm like I'm missing out on making money. Yeah. I if I was at work on like when I was in New York, I was literally thinking like this is a Saturday night. I should be at work and walking home with this much money in my yeah. pocket. Yeah. And it sucks because it's so addicting. It is so addicting. And it I grap I have a hard time grappling with it because again, like it's amazing money. And honest to God, I can I can with the money that I make, I can provide myself with the things that make me happy. Like, like I can buy art supplies and I can buy stuff to build a music studio and I can, like, I can buy all these things so that I can do the things that feed my soul. So, like, why would I not do that? And I can make a doable schedule. Like, I can kind of, it's flexible. Like, you can always work with your coworkers, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like... I, but the problem is, like, I always fight with my body, because, like, as I've gotten older and and the longer that I stay in it, I'm like, oh, there are things that are hurting at 25 that, like, shouldn't Mm -hmm. hurt me yet, and that's terrifying, and, like, I had an aunt who was a bartender for 40-something years, and she's had to get, like, multiple surgeries on her knees and stuff because of the fact that she was a bartender for 40 years jesus yeah and a good one a damn good one one of our co-workers worked with her oh my god Kristen worked with her no shit yeah oh my god she's she also agrees she's like oh yeah she was one of the best bartenders i ever worked with that's amazing yeah do you learn from her she's taught me a lot like she taught me like what order you should be making drinks at a service bar and like you know she taught me a lot of things about like like she would quiz me a lot and be like how do you make this drink how do you make this drink how do you make this drink or like um she would be like well the more time efficient way to do this is to do this first then this then this if you were in the situation like this like she was pretty cool about it and I used to go to her for advice a lot that's sick yeah I like that that's very cute yeah she was cool oh my goodness I had a thought, and it, like, flew over my fucking head. So fast. I, like, fuck, um, clothes. I'm addicted. I have a, like, because I'm making money, I I can spend it. The cash. Because then I'm, like, every time I see something, I'm, like, I'm just going to buy it right now. Yeah, I don't care. I don't care either. Like, this is so fucked up. Like, I can spend, like, literally on... Friday, my favorite brand oh, dropped yeah. a new collection. I dropped a thousand dollars for yeah. no reason, for no fucking reason. Like, where am I going? Yeah, I have like maybe one day off a week. Like, right. I don't wear right. these clothes. I just stare at it. My biggest problem is I keep buying all these clothes and these shoes and like whatever. And I thrift them. I'm pretty like good at. I'm a really good thrifter. But mm-hmm. I have so many fucking clothes. That I have nowhere to wear them to. I have nowhere to wear them to. I'm working all the time. I'm wearing the same shirt and pants like multiple days in a row. Yeah, I'm going same outfit Wednesday to Sunday. Dude, same. And I I don't have a wash machine here. So like, I, that's it. 
Like, I, I wait till I go back to on Sunday and I clean it then. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. I have, like, two shirts that I wear now. Yeah. I'll change it up, maybe. I like the sweater you wear. The black one. Right, that is my work sweater. That thing is fucking great. And it's I'm so, so jealous of it all the time. I So, I love buying things from Urban Outfitters and returning them. <laughs> really? <laughs> um, because it's so easy for me to go online and, like, see things. And then it comes in the mail. And I'm like, oh, nothing fits me. Like, my body... I feel like my body type is odd because I'm, like, small proportionately. Mm-hmm. Like, a tiny, like, short. Yeah. I'm short. And then my body proportions are weird. Yeah. Because, like... Yeah, that's just the fashion industry, though. They, like, want... Yeah. They make clothes, especially Urban Outfitters. They make clothes for people that look a certain way. Yeah. Especially Urban Outfitters. But I'm always ordering stuff from Urban, like, in the middle of the night. That's when it'll cut you. Yeah. And yeah. it comes you're in. Like, oh, I think this is cool and trippy. And then you like get it. And you're like, what the fuck? Why did I buy this? I'll like put it on. I'll try it on. Nope. Going back to Providence. Going to return it. But I keep. And then I'll get a gift card instead of like just put it back in my card. Mm-hmm. Nope. Gift card. Because I'm going to keep buying shit from Urban Outfitters. Oh I God. already know. But I always play the gamble with the Urban Renewal stuff when yeah. I. Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't get a whole lot of Urban Outfitters. So, they have this thing on their website called Urban Renewal, and it's, like, vintage stuff. Like, reworked, whatever. But that's where I got that black sweater. That thing's awesome. And everything is, like, one of a kind because it's just overpriced clothes that came from probably, like, a rag rag house. Yeah. And I'll order, like, three sweaters every time because sometimes I'll get lucky and get a really cool one, like the black one. Mm -hmm. Other times I just have to return it. Yeah. But that was the, like, when I got that thing in the mail, I was like, fuck That thing fucking rocks. It's so cute. I love it. It's comfy. It's, like, it's perfect. I would definitely look at Urban Renewal because that sounds really cool. But sometimes you'll just get, like, really ugly ones. Yeah. And, like, they're itchy and I'm like, fuck. I hate itchy sweaters. I I hate anything itchy. I bought a really thick sweater, but it's so itchy and like I don't know how to, I don't know how to make it not itchy, but it's so cute and I know it's gonna be warm. I feel like there's gotta be some weird TikTok way to make your sweaters not hurt your skin. Dude, clothes hurt my skin. I can't even wear jeans. Clothes hurt my skin so bad. I when I put on jeans last night, I felt my soul like leave my body. I was like, I am in uncomfortable. I'm the same way. I don't like jeans. I like sweatpants. I like leggings, and I like weird. Um, obscure fabric-y pants that I find at weird stores. But I don't... I'm... and So I also, like, am super psychotic about my skin in, like, ways that I don't really know how to describe the average person. <laughs> like, for example, uh-huh. when I met he washed his face with body soap, and now he has a seven-step skincare routine for his body and his face. I like I have like different moisturizers for different parts of my body. Like I don't let certain fabrics tuck my touch my skin. I don't wear like certain things like on bras because I'm afraid of my skin getting irritated. It's like really crazy. <laughs> How did that start? What do you, I I've always been, Well, I had um I had really bad acne when I was a teenager. 
and I hated it. So when I was a teenager, I would literally like go into my parents' like pantry mm-hmm. and like mix face masks and stuff together because we didn't have a whole lot of money to like spend on stuff like that. Yeah. So I just like tried to figure out any way to like make it go away and over years and years of like learning and reading and practicing and talking to like skin people I like figured it out and I like figured my skin totally out and I just never ever want to go back to that and it feels so much better I also have super dry skin so the second I don't put on lotion like if everything flakes and I have eczema too so I just like constantly put on lotion and like I'm jealous constantly know what I'm doing. My skin's fucked up. What do you need to know, dude? <laughs> because I can help. Like, it's it's so gross. Like, I hate whenever I have acne. Like, I want to, like, act, like, no joke, kill myself. Like, I don't want to leave the house. Yeah, it's horrible. And I've always had, like, bad skin, like, bad fucking genetics. Like, I don't know why. I don't know what's wrong with me. Both my parents never had acne. Like, my brother didn't. What kind of acne do you have? I don't know. Well, there's, like, you can tell if it's hormonal and you can tell if it's dirt. There's, like, very distinct, like, your hormonal, hormonal, your hormonal stuff will be, like, more, like, here. And it'll be, like, it's, that's, like, the whiteheads that you can't pop. Like, it's, like, the ones where it doesn't seem to have an end you know Mm -hmm. or like it just like it stays it sticks around and you're like I don't understand like I'm doing everything right that's hormonal whereas like normally the stuff that's like dirty you can hit it and it'll come right out and then that's it huh yeah I I don't know um probably hormonal because I have I think I'm very like highly hormonal and yeah, I definitely am. Um, I definitely have some hormone problems. She's so cute. But, like, I wash my... I fucking shower, like, twice a day, like... Don't do that. Why? That's horrible for your skin. Really? That's really bad for you. Shower... The best time to shower is at the end of the day, after mm-hmm. everything right before bed. That's so what that I do. So that way, when you're sleeping, your everything is clean. Like, moisturize everything before you go to bed. I am, like, weird about my sheets. So, like, oh, they're I'm, always I'm, clean. I'm washing them, like, twice a week. Like, yeah, that's fine. I get, like, crazy. I have, I think, autism, or I have, like, some, like OCD or something. Yeah. Like, I overthink everything. Like, if if, so, if I go to work, come home, and I don't take a shower, and I, like, sleep, yeah, my skin's crawling. Same. Same. I freak out. I freak out. I, like, need to get in the shower and burn it off. Yeah. And, but then I don't, I'm, like, I try Even to, when I'm dead. Yeah. Like, I don't want to get in bed. I'm in the shower, and it's hard because I don't like to wash my hair every day, but then my hair will smell like a restaurant in my head maybe mm-hmm. it doesn't but i'm like i can smell the restaurant on me still well you can like rinse it but don't wash it you shouldn't get your hair wet every day i wash my hair once every like 12 days really yeah how like i have like a whole so the day i wash it i like scrub it like really really well mm-hmm. and then there's this stuff you can get it's like at walmart it's 
um, like a rice water rinse that I like put in my roots and sometimes I do that when I don't want to wash it all the way mm-hmm. and I just like rinse it and it like moisturizes it and it gets all the gunk out but it doesn't do what shampoo does and it's great for like in between washing your hair oh shit and then I condition it every couple of days so even when I'm not shampooing it or whatever every like five or six days I'll condition it oh my gosh yeah I just want long hair. I just booked a hair appointment. I think I'm going to get bangs. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think you'd look great with bangs. Is that I've, I've had bangs. I've had bangs, too. I cut them myself. They're ho- horrible. But I cut them myself at, like, age 15. Like, I knew I that. I did the same thing. And I had, like, a... I'm going to show you I literally looked like too. coconut... Okay, so I got called coconut head. Like, there's a legit post. Please. So I've always, that. I've always been a comedian, and, like... I also, like, I don't know what it is. I think I'm a raging narcissist sometimes. Like, I'm definitely a narcissist. Yeah, I took this, like, online. I took a lot of online tests to see what was wrong with me. Um, oh, maybe I don't have a picture of it anymore. But I am, like, I am a narcissist. I don't know why. Like, I don't think that highly of myself anyway, but, like. Well, narcissists don't. That's the whole thing. So what a narcissist is is someone that kind of centers the world around them but most of the time narcissists hate themselves more than anybody else could hate them oh my god i yeah. love psychology uh, i would you should psychoanalyze me i'm a i'm a great case study <laughs> i really probably would be Same. i don't know what's going on in there but <laughs> i like wanted to be um less of a menace so I did a lot of, like, and I, I started, like, seeing, like, a psychologist and, like, a therapist and learning about psycho. <gasps> Whoa, but, there was so much hair you cut. Holy yeah. Shit. This is a dead joke. <laughs> Holy shit. I cut a lot of my hair. Wow. I would, you so. You did look like coconut head. I know. But I would, like, when I would get wow. really, like, stressed out. I would cut my hair. Yeah, so did Britney Spears. I but I would like, <laughs> I would have a really bad day in high school and then come back home and like cut an inch of my hair off. No way. <laughs> yeah, I and then my hair was just getting so short. Yeah. And I was fucking it up, and then I cut bangs. I just like I was like I want bangs. I would look so cool. You did look really good with bangs, and you can rock them. I totally could. I feel yeah. like I, I need to lean more into like my. Oh, I'm just like a, I'm just a young girl. I'm just a little twenty year old. I got bangs when I was twenty two, and they finally looked good. Not the high school ones, but the bangs. I'll show you. The bangs. I think they're adorable. They. I wish I was like a bang girl, but I'm not. Like I want to be like the cute Zoe Deschanel, not that you know. Yeah. Uppity, but like, I wish I could be that girl with like. The like effortless bangs that just mold into my into my face that I look like I read books, but I just don't. I feel like I need to look more pretentious because I don't know what I vibe I give off. I don't think anybody should look. I think, I don't know. I feel like we sh- there's no reason to try and look like something that you're not ever, cause. Oh, oh, 
I like them. Thanks. But I had to straighten my hair every day. Yeah, I I straighten my hair a lot. I'm trying to not use heat on it until my... They're cute. Don't... I didn't use heat for like a year, and then the first time I straightened my hair, it was so shiny. Really? And like nice and voluminous. It was amazing. And then I started burning it again because it looked so good. It just looks better for me. Like, I don't like my natural hair. Even, like, coming what over. What is your natural hair? Really curly and, like, frizzy. But I don't. Why don't you like it? I dyed my hair blonde for a long time. So it's, like, not what no. it, it, it natural. It used to be very beautiful. I won't lie. It was, like, pretty and nice. And now it's not. Well, it's, you can, like, retrain it to do that. I don't know if I want to. Like, I don't really like <clears throat> the look on me. I feel more put together when my hair is just, like, smooth. And I think everybody does, but I don't think that... This is just me. But I, I think that that's something that is taught to us. Like, we we're taught as, like, young girls that, like, making our hair smooth and, like, perfect and prim and proper is, like, the right way to have it so you feel better in it. But when reality, you're supposed to feel better in the hair that you were given. But because, like, we need to smooth our hair to get a decent job and look like a powerful woman and look like, like, you know, you associate things like power suits with, like, this perfect, shiny, straight hair. And, like, that's bullshit. Yeah. There's no reason for us to feel that way. Like, our... Our hair is our hair, and, like, we should... It, it's what helps us make us different, like, our eye color or our cup size or, you know, like, it's, like... Yitties. Big yitties. Yeah. I used to have really big tits. They change my, so much throughout oh. your life. My... I've been everything. Really? Dude. Dude. Even this past year, I've gone up two cup sizes. Good for you. Two. It'll go back down. I, I just know it. I had triple D's going into my freshman year of high school. Mm-hmm. And it was crazy because I had, I was flat and then, bam, boobs. Isn't that crazy? Came that out happens? of nowhere. And then I just had, like, big boobs. Like, people were like, you have big boobs. I think it's because I'm, I'm, like, I don't know. And then I had, like, a, I don't know, a weird eating disorder thing in California I was like actually psychotic mm-hmm. and I lost like all my boob yeah that'll do it I was yeah and like I was running and I noticed and like doing a lot of ab stuff and then I just noticed my boobs getting smaller and smaller because it's like that's it's still the fat that you're losing mm-hmm. especially if you're doing like push-ups and shit and like chest yeah. workouts and like totally burns all the fat in there i lost because i so i also used to have a pretty bad eating disorder Mm -hmm. um and i literally when i was like at my skinniest my i had like a flat i don't have a flat chest and i was like flat like i was you couldn't even tell and that was only a couple years ago so like the second you start (laughs) they bounce right yeah, I've noticed. They go just like you. I found that your boobs go up and down so much. Like they, mine have literally changed every year. Literally, they change every year. I don't even know how else to describe it. 
Yeah, I feel like mine have changed, like, a lot in since, yeah, this year in general. Like, I look different. I look at pictures from the summer and I'm like, damn, I did not look good. I looked unhealthy. Yeah. Because I was just, like, also in our line of work, it's hard to, like, have a balanced diet and, like, so hard. Eat a meal. Like, where I have a normal routine. I'm like, what do I have to do for a meal? Like, Bat my eyes and say I love line cooks. I'm so hungry. I am... Hey, like, do you guys think that, like, if something dies, could I possibly just grab a snack? Can I have a snack? I like saying that. Can I have a snack? It can be small. Can I just have a piece of toast? Well, do you want something else? Well, if you're willing... If you have a second, that'd be awesome. I... I am like a, I will flirt for food. I do not care. Period. It doesn't matter who Period. you are. I do not fucking care. I'm so hungry. <laughs> I say yeah. I I said some funny shit to like last week. I I was like, <laughs> he, I was like, can I just leave me eat? He was like, no. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, okay. So you want me to become malnourished? I'm already malnourished as it is. I don't eat any meals. I've not eaten anything all day. I'm going to starve myself because of you. <laughs> what did he do? He was just like... <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> when I met him, I had, like, an entire thigh gap. Like, a real one. Like, a... Just, yeah. Like, I was, like, half of the person that I am now. Yeah. It's I had horrible. A... <laughs> it's horrible. Yeah, that's why I think, like, the whole, like, co-worker thing, like, if you feed me, I love you. It, that's... Be, yeah. Anyone who feeds me, I, like, I feel this love. Food is a love language. You can't tell me otherwise. Oops. Yeah, it is, because you are giving me something to eat. You're feeding something in my soul and, like, nurturing me. it's, like, a nice place, and they give you that good shit. Oh, my God. We have great food. We have the best fucking food. That's, like, I don't get, I'm not getting sick of anything. Like, everywhere I've worked, it's, like, okay, how many fucking burgers can i eat i love the food there it's yeah. so bomb and the thing that sucks is ken's like sick of it a little bit so he would rather eat at home and i'm like i want to eat this food this is what i want to eat this is what i want to eat <laughs> i know i like don't eat meals i eat snacks throughout the day and then some days i eat like shit at work and then others i eat really good food yeah I just try, and I maybe this isn't, like, the healthiest, but I try every time. I'm like, should I eat? I'm like, okay, for one, are you bored or are you actually hungry? And then two, um, how, what else have I ate today? Like, have I had a shit ton to eat? And if I have, I'm not saying that's, like, the healthiest way to do it. But if I'm like, mm-hmm. I've had a lot to eat today, I'm like, no, I'm good. Or, like, if even if I, like, haven't and I've had, like, a meal, I'll be like, I'll wait a little bit. Sometimes I'll time myself, and that's not good either. I should probably not do that. It's hard because, like, I feel like they're, they enable my snacking. Yeah. Cause, and I because get... you're so on it. Like, you... you go back there all the time trying to seagull some shit. No, yeah. Yeah. I, I know. I'm, But that's the thing. Like, a lot of those servers will be like... Like, one of the servers was like, I haven't eaten anything here. And I was like, damn, that's crazy. I eat here every day. Wait, who hasn't eaten there? Patricia. 
She's never had any of the food besides what? french fries. Are you serious? Nope. It's so good. She doesn't eat anything. Fucking Dylan made me a steak last night, and I was in heaven. Those steaks are fire. They're so good. The steak frites? Oh my. So good. Yeah. I got a rare one. Oh my god. Like, melted in my mouth. Uh, I love raw meat. I do too. <laughs> I, no, I just like, I crave it. Crave raw red meat. Uh-huh. Rare. Honest, so I was a vegetarian for five years, and I actually stopped in September. So really recently. Like, when I first started working at the stand, I think I was still a vegetarian. Or, like, I had just stopped. And for five years. So that steak was one of, like, the third one I've had since I've stopped being a vegetarian. And so, like, I'm reminding myself how good it is. So, like, when I have fat, raw meat, I'm like, this is the hottest. It's so good. I've ever had. It's so good. And it's super good. I love I love me a steak. I love me a steak. I haven't had our burger yet. Oh, it's so good. I've I know. That's my go-to. I've heard the burger is pretty fire. I'll I'll ask for like a burger and I like the wedge salad. The wedge is crazy good. It's just like I don't even like blue cheese like that. I do. I fuck I could drink blue cheese. I I could drink it. I've never liked blue cheese and then yeah, I love that thing. I love blue cheese. Um, oh my god, we're we talking so much about food. I'm like hungry. Like, why? Also, like, why does everything in Rhode Island close so fucking early? Not even just Rhode Island. This part of Rhode Island. Yeah. It like it just sucks because it's so seasonal down here. Like, and I I lived in Providence the last two three years, so mm-hmm. I'm like. Why, like I can't find I can't find anything decent. And then when I look at how sad the Uber Eats is, that makes me super depressed. I hate that. But even in Providence at like two in the morning, you could still get something real weird. <laughs> I was a beast at like DoorDash. Like that was my shit. Fucking love DoorDash. I have. I love DoorDash. So I'm banned from DoorDash. What app aren't you banned from? I got banned from DoorDash because um, my food got stolen by my driver. What? And, yeah, like, it was, like, on my way. I got Shake Shack. And I love Shake Shack. I love Shake Shack. I love Shake Shack. But I got mad food. Like, I got fries, a milkshake, chicken nuggets, and a burger. Like, I was... I was Ready. Go- I was so excited. Yeah. And then your order's on the way to you. Order complete. No, the driver was literally just leaving Shake Shack, which is 15 minutes away mm-hmm. from my apartment. What do you mean? I'm, like, on the... Like, I'm texting the little customer service rep. They're, like, blah, Like, it says order delivered. Like, all this crazy shit. And I just end up going, fuck you, to whoever is on this DoorDash Stop. customer service support app. Stop. Alexa, please do not use that. We do not tolerate that kind of language. Banned. So, how... Let's... How many... What apps are you banned from? Okay. Tinder. Mm-hmm. DoorDash. Mm-hmm. Depop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Those are, like, the best apps. I don't... Yeah. Um, um... I'm shadow banned on Instagram. Why? Because I post... 
I post a lot of, like, weird niche shit that That's makes no a, sense. Yeah, I get it. And then sometimes I'll just, like, take things too far, and then immediately the post will get taken right down by Instagram. That's wild. And then I get shadow banned because I don't understand either. Like, when I look at my Instagram thing, like, it'll show, like, how many people have, like, looked at my page for the week. Yeah. And I don't have, like, a lot of followers, but it's always, like, in the 5,000 range of, like accounts engaging with my account mm-hmm. and then i'll post something and then it's like i get 20 likes yeah and then i'll post a story and some days i get like 500 600 views on my yeah. stories others 100 maybe yeah and it just like instagram is just taking me down like well the algorithm changed a couple of years ago and i don't like the way that they did it either and mm-hmm. i used to like try and post at certain times of the day and then I, yeah. I got rid of it for a couple of years, and then I decided that that was not very important. And then I started hiding my likes, and ever since I hid my like count, I've been a lot happier. I do that too, but it's like I don't necessarily care, but again, I do because I'm trying to like grow my podcast and grow an audience. Right, and it's it's weird because like I don't think I'm into that. Like I don't think I'm an influencer type of thing, but I. Social media is powerful. And it's incredibly powerful. I, I need them followers. Yeah. I need the likes. Like, I need yeah. people to follow me because then more people will find me. I gotta exactly. get out of my shadow band dump. Like, it's so bad. And I, like, go through and I remove people. You just people. gotta have people, like, share you. Like, share your stuff. Like, put your stuff on their stories. Like, talk about your shit. Like, when you have guests, make sure they, like, post all about it yeah you're you know? gonna post about this oh i'm definitely gonna post about this yay yeah i'm so like it's just so fun like this has been like the best thing for me to make like start a podcast like i don't know it makes sense yeah because i have so much shit to say yeah and i need a place to say it where it's free yeah freeing it's it's pod like podcasting is cool like i I love watching, like, I love listening to weird niche podcasts and then watching them grow. That's, like, kind of my favorite, like, that's my favorite shit is when I start to see them get successful and I'm like, yes, you motherfuckers, you do, you have good stuff. Like, what you're saying is cool. I like what you have to say. And it's, you know, like, you don't always get an opportunity to just sit down with no music on, no nothing, and just, like, speak to another human. Mm-hmm. It is, like, kind of wild when you think about the fact that other people are going to be listening to it, but, like, talking yeah. is therapy. It's almost like, yeah, it's very therapeutic, and it's been good in my mental health journey, which has been crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, my mental health journey is, like, <laughs> doing nothing. No, I have, I'm seeing a psychiatrist this month, um, but I just, like, need it. I love talking, and, like, I agree with... Like, people ask me, what's your podcast about? I'm like, it's about nothing. Like, about I just, nothing. I care more about, like, having people that are interesting that I, I personally like to talk to. Because, yes, you need an audience and you need people to enjoy your content. But at the end of the, of the day, if it's just me that enjoys it, that's fine. But the art of human conversation is so fascinating. Like, yeah, the what people have to say, like, everyone has something else to say. And that's so cool. Like, People, mm-hmm. people kind of getting out what 
the like thoughts in their heads are and getting to like bounce that off of another person like think about it we do that all day long but very rarely do we get to hear like some of the coolest conversations that have ever happened Mm -hmm. because normally shit like that like unfortunately a lot of people like the cool conversations are the ones that get a little risque and for a long long time like people didn't want to put those out in public and it's cool now that so many people are like no we have like like it why would I why would I have this like insanely fascinating conversation and then like not let the whole world hear my thoughts like it's cool to hear what other people think about other shit like it's 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 good to have opinions and it's good to have differing opinions yeah it is it's not a bad thing it's a bad thing when those opinions start to jeopardize the lives and the like way other people live their lives that's not cool it's it's okay to have opinions it's not okay to shit on other people yeah i don't really i that's something i learned like in my growing up journey of being an adult for two years that like (laughs) i was i was super woke in high school. Same. Um, <laughs> same, same. I, so, like, when I was 13, I was at, like, Bernie Sanders rallies. Like, I was wearing Bernie Sanders merch. And I was like, I wish I could vote in the 2016 election. Like, oh I was so in it. And then I was going to school for political science. And I wanted to... That's really cool. I wanted to go to law school. And, like, I wanted to literally be a politician. That was my only goal. I was like, I'm going to be a politician. That's so crazy. I used to do all that shit. And then I started to read... I read, like, communist theory books. Like, I was super... When I was 18, I was taking Adderall every day. Like, Their communist manifesto was over my bed. Yeah. It like, literally is on the bookshelf above my bed. <laughs> like, I was just... I started reading that kind of stuff. And then I was in school. And I thought I was, like... I don't know. I feel like I was leaning into the social justice movements that I would see online Mm -hmm. because I was young and impressionable and I was like, okay, yeah. And then I was like communism and socialism and stuff was more prevalent in like 2020. And that's when I started to read about it. And I was like, yeah, this is, this sounds like me. Yeah. Cause I was like, okay, yeah. Yeah. Same. Yeah. I relate to this. And then when I was in San Francisco, which is probably, like, one of the most liberal places in the country. Yeah. I was like, these people are fucking annoying. Yeah. Yeah. Like, constantly, like, watching what you say. Like. Yeah. Constant. When someone is, like, literally hovering over you, waiting for you to fuck up. Like, that's, that's how I felt. so awful. That's literally how I felt. And, like. It's, like, suffocating. I. It's so odd for me to, like, talk about. But, like. There was literally, there was this girl that was in a, like, friend group that my, like, friends, we had mutual friends. And she was just rude to me. Like, when she came over, she would, like, not say hi. Like, you're in my house. Just, like, I did not like her vibe. So I did not like her. Mm -hmm. I thought she was mean to me. Mm -hmm. I'm sensitive. So, like, anything is, like, okay, you're going to be past it, like, rude and, like, standoffish. Like, Mm -hmm. you're mean. I don't like you. Mm Mm-hmm. And I told one of my friends, like, oh, I don't like her because I think she's, like, rude to me. Yeah. We had a conversation, and she was like, you wouldn't get it because you're white, but that's a microaggression. But she she was black. And I was like, what? 
she was like you're being racist and i was like it ha- that is literally like that- i didn't like you because you were standoffish to me i didn't like you because mm-hmm. you gave off a vibe that made me feel like you hated me and that made me uncomfortable yeah yeah, yeah. And, I- and then i was like being called a racist and i was like you know what there's this audio of like lois griffin she's like fine with your go with your woke shit like something like that but like i was I, in that moment i was like what the fuck yeah like no i'm not being racist i don't care of what you are do whatever you want be whoever you like you are you yeah. that has nothing to do with the fact that you're a bitch i think the problem <laughs> and don't yeah <laughs> but i i think the problem with all, cause again, I I was literally, dude, I was the exact same way. But instead of moving to San Francisco when mm-hmm. I was eighteen, I moved to the Deep South, and I moved to Tennessee, and I lived in Tennessee from twenty fifteen to twenty nineteen, so I was there in twenty sixteen, and, um, it was the exact opposite experience. I, this is gonna sound like all of this is gonna sound wild, but. What I found was that I had a crazy, crazy hard time um, getting to be good friends with a lot of white people, specifically the people that were from there, because a lot of the white people my age were raised in like these very Baptist communities where they wanted to get married when they were 19, they wanted to wear pearls, and they wanted to like, you know... Mm-hmm. have high hair and have a bunch of children by the time they were 25 and like I just wanted to like smoke weed and talk about weird stuff and like go see really cool music and a lot of my friends ended up like not being white and I saw so many fucked up things because I was around not white people like like my friend um my friend, I won't necessarily say her name, but she went into a thrift store one time. She was like me, and she literally got kicked out of the thrift store for being black. Literally, like, kicked out of the thrift store for being black. Because the guy literally did not let people that weren't white in there. And then, um, the another, we had, do you remember those, like, rallies in Charlotte? And mm-hmm. then there was, like, another one in this little town called Murfreesboro, Tennessee. When all that stuff was going on, it was, like, KKK and white supremacy rallies. I lived in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. And, like, those rallies were happening in, like, my downtown. And, like, I... It was crazy. And then at this place that I worked, there was a line cook that worked there. And he was from New York. And one of our customers called him the N-word. And our owner, who was from small town Tennessee was like well they pay our bills so I'm not gonna kick them out and he this is like where he had to go to work every day you know and like this was a regular and like it was just it was like really really fucking sad and really wild and like I used to go to Memphis a lot and like the thing a crazy thing about Memphis is like you have like the main road and then like over all of the like party scene is like mm-hmm. oh and you see that deck that's where Martin Luther King was shot like it's crazy it's like and that and that's like above all the bars and like that's crazy it's nuts it's like really fucking sad 
So when I came back up here, I was jarred. I lived through the 2016 election down there. Like it was, and I, I hate, I really did. Like I really hated it. I'm, I'm glad I went. This was like a great, um, educational experience but I was so miserable and I just couldn't find anybody that like I vibed with and because I realized like a lot of that woke shit while it is so beyond important to care about other people and and like it's it is super important to not say things that make people feel uncomfortable or fear or like there's no reason to make anyone scared or like worried that they're in a place where they're not welcome. Yeah. That being said, it's like a very similar thing where you will not listen to another opinion the same way the the far right won't listen to like another opinion. Like you need to like take a step back from all of that, all of the chaos, all of the social media of it, all of the media of yeah. it and like be like, "Okay, what is happening? What where in history have we seen this before and why did that happen? Yeah. And then actually form an opinion that you use your big brain between your temples to figure out, like, how what you can do. Because the only thing you can do is be a better person. Yeah. The only thing that you actually can do is be a better person. And you telling people how to live their life and what to think and what to feel and what to do is not being a better person. It doesn't help anything, and it all is all it's doing is continuing to split this country, the way that it has been. Yeah, that was like the social media stuff. Like I would, I got called out for not like reposting an infographic, and I'm like, I don't give a fuck about an infographic. Like, I don't feel the need to like tell the internet about my political beliefs or like no. tell. I don't need to talk about it at all. I can have my own thoughts and my own opinions and keep it to myself because, like, I, I don't even fucking know. Like, it, of all of these, like, I don't know. Social media has just ruined the real meaning of, like, doing, fuck, I'm bad at talking. No, it's okay. Like, it doesn't matter if you're going to judge me because I didn't repost an infographic. You are fucked up in the head and you don't care about whatever you're posting about. You no. just you want care more about people seeing your posts and saying, "Oh my god, what a great person." Yeah. Like, and I don't trust an feeling infographic righteous bitch. enough yeah. to be like you didn't do that, so you're a shitty person because I did something that I know that other people are going to praise me for. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to take down somebody that didn't do it too. Because why the fuck not? Exactly. And I don't want to get on social media and fucking see this shit all the time. I want to get on social media because I want to connect with the world. Mm-hmm. I don't want to get on social media and have to... Like, we know. We know what's happening. But I don't need you to dissect it for me. Mm-hmm. Nor should. Nor should you feel like that's something you can do I didn't ask it's okay to get the word out it's okay to like use it as a tool to a certain extent but sometimes 
I want to get on social media and see my friend post something real fucking weird and I want to laugh about it. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with me just wanting to, like, legitimately catch up with the people in my life. Instead of being like, oh, shit, I can't post this because Mary Lou is going to think that I am a piece of shit. Like, yeah. Like, oh, you posted on the day we're supposed to post black squares? You're an awful person. Like, that was crazy. Those black squares were crazy. Mm -hmm. I was losing my mind when people were posting that shit. Yeah. But I, I don't know. Just, like, also, like, some, some liberal people are just insufferable and like I get why people on the far right are like stop that are that are like you guys are what I I don't know much too much like I understand the blue hair liberal because that's what I was surrounding yeah with like but the like what I what I kind of was saying like earlier like I saw legitimate racism like yeah real like not okay like my like I remember one day my friend Jasmine like came or no no so I I worked at this check cashing place for a second with my friend with one of my best friends and she had this girl like come to her window and she can she can like tell it better than I can but from what I remember the girl was bawling like just losing her mind because she couldn't get a job because of like her she was really really dark and like the way she wore her hair and like she was like she went to my friend jasmine my friend jasmine was a woman of color too and she was like and she just did it like i like she just word vomited to her because she knew she she would get it Mm -hmm. and that and like like this shit's real like we can't like real like people lose their children over racism like people lose their fathers people lose their kids people lose their mothers like and we're sitting here like trying to make it like trying to you know like trying to put it on people when like people are like people die because of that like yeah people lose their families people lose their lives people lose their livelihoods like people starve because they can't literally don't have the same opportunities as us people get put in prison for the rest of their lives for literally the same thing for something that i literally did before this podcast started Mm -hmm. you know and like we're sitting here going you didn't like me because i was an asshole to you and that makes you a racist and it's like what the what the fuck like there there are people yeah. dying there are there's the like real issues yeah people aren't like we just had our first the fact that we just had like our first fucking black president a couple of years ago like does no one like does that not register to anybody like that's crazy yeah that's crazy and you're a racist because some girl was a bitch to you so you said you didn't like her yep I'm no a racist no that's gross that's Confirmed. super gross I, like, I just don't like feeling like there's someone watching me and, like, waiting. I feel that. Like, I feel like there's certain people from that part of my life that yeah. are waiting for me to fuck up. Yeah. And, like, people, I I don't know. Like, I was called, like, fat phobic when I literally had an eating disorder. Like, I was, like, 
saying like I posted something about how I like didn't I I I don't even know but like I was very deep in like anorexia and I posted something that was I don't even know and someone's like subtweeted me and was like the fat phobic bitch like <laughs> no yeah I'm yeah I'm fucking fat phobic towards myself to myself yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm murdering my body like I'm destroying myself right mm-hmm. now like yeah sure call me fat phobic like I, yeah, I like what are you like, gonna cancel me for like I'm a I'm a cool normal girl <laughs> it's that's <laughs> that's so fucking horrible it I, I hate to I have to pee really bad do you know where it is no I think I'm literally in like anaphylactic shock I don't know what's going on maybe you are allergic to the ends or maybe the ghosts want you to leave I don't know what it is. Like, I just looked at my face, and I'm like, I... If anyone listening is an allergy specialist, let me know, because this is, like, whack. Do you see this? Like, what? This was not here when I, like, left my house. What is going on? Is it the dog fur? No, I'm not allergic to animals. You sure? Yeah. You sure? Yeah. I've been around animals my whole life. Nothing. Can you gain allergies? Yeah. Your your body, yes. Every seven years you can gain allergies. That would make sense because 7, 14, 21. Mm-hmm. Fuck my life. Yeah. So you can go to like an allergy specialist and they can poke you with a bunch of stuff and see what reacts. I was talking about gluten today with one of my tables. Um, I was also, I hate working hungover. And today was bad. Like, really? I... Really? I didn't think you were that drunk. Truly. For context, we went out to the bar last night. We did. We, yeah, we did. Well, I had an espresso martini, and then I had your cocktail, tequila shot, mm-hmm. and then another vodka soda. She was pouring heavy. Yeah. But I also have not drank in, like, months. Yeah. Like, gone out and gotten drunk. I think, I'm, maybe I'm just, I, I worked at this bar all summer where I literally was drunk from the minute I got there to the minute I went home. And that was just that. I, I would get drunk a lot over the summer at the other place. Yeah. And it was a normal thing. But yeah. But this isn't the job that, like, you can come no, in. No. This is a fancy spot. And the owners are not people that want you drinking on the job either. So I definitely don't because I'm terrified. But I wouldn't, like... Uh-uh. Uh-uh. I wouldn't even fucking try. I never even... Like, when I first got the job, I was like, this is gonna be different. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It is. And... But it is... It, like, working drunk is fun. Working hungover is not fun. Like, I I could yeah. not... I It was spinning, like... I thought I was going to drop things. I was just... I wasn't even using trays. Yeah. I was just holding on to dear life through the drinks, like... I used to boot and rally so hard. Like, I my I used to literally, like, work hungover every day, and I would, like, take pride in it. Like, I would be like, yeah, I made it here. None of you motherfuckers can do that. When that was not the right flex, but... <laughs> <laughs> I did it all the time. I love talking to you because it feels like you're like an older sister. Like you have good advice. Thanks. 
Like, you have, like, sister vibes. Well, so I have a little sister who is your age, mm-hmm. and you guys actually, like, remind me a lot of each other. Um, and she had... She's not actually my sister. She's my little cousin. But, um... But literally from the time she was born, she was my best friend in the whole world. Like, we... And I just... I, like... I just couldn't... I, I like, immediate... And I have all younger siblings, and I'm the oldest of my whole family. Yeah. And ever since she was a kid, I just literally, like, wanted her to have somebody that I didn't have, like, so bad. Because I also only had brothers, and she was an only child up until she was, like, a lot older. Mm Mm-hmm. Until she was, like, 10 or 11. So, she, like... I just always wanted to be that person for her that like mm-hmm. I really wanted and I've just been always so protective of her and I always wanted to like be a better person so that I could give her better advice and it like always worked out and I we talk I talk to her every day that's so she, cute and she lives in New York City and she's like the most beat like literally and she has no idea and this is what kills me she's like 510 ish for 510 5'11 or 5'9. Like, between 5'9 and 5'11. Jesus. She's tall. She's skinny. She is, like... She literally has, like, a mod, Like, she's a model. hmm And she's, like, st- like, stunning and, like, talented as fuck. Like, the girl can sing, but no one hears her ever. Because she... And it's crazy. Mm-hmm. And she's just so wise and smart for her age. And I'm just, like... That's so cute. I'm just, like you have no idea how powerful you are yet and I can't wait until you figure it out because she will and she's just prancing around New York City giving me heart attacks every day because I'm like don't get stabbed please I love you so much like you're gonna be such a good mom thanks that's so nice of you to say like you're gonna be such a good mom thank you oh my god that's so nice I can't wait for you to have a baby I never wanted to have a baby ever like ever really No, like, it was, like, my thing. Like, I was, like, I will literally never have kids. I will lit, And everyone would be, like, why? Like, you'd be good at it. And I'd be, like, no. I'm not ever doing that. I don't want that. Like, I don't want a family life. It looks sad and it looks boring. And it it looks like it would suck the soul out of my body. And then I, like, kind of, like, got a preview of it. And I was, like, damn, this is, like, really nice. Yeah like really um like you have when you're like around children all the time you have to like have an imagination again and you forget what it's like to do that as an adult and like when you get to be around kids you get to like remember who you were as a kid and like what you needed as a kid and then it like it feeds your soul so hard that's so cute yeah i i loved nannying that was like my favorite I loved being a nanny. Like, I loved the families I worked for. Like, I felt like I was part of their family. Yeah. Because I was. Like, I was helping raise their baby. Yeah. And it was, like, the most rewarding thing to do. I I want to be a mom. You do? Yeah, like, the straight up, like, in the most normal way possible, I would be completely content being a housewife. Yeah. Like... I don't care. Yeah. I don't think I could ever be a housewife. Really? I just... No, because I like... I like working. 
And I, I do feel too. I feel really powerful when I'm working. I feel like it's like mm-hmm. a huge part of who I am. And I'm not in any way saying because being a housewife is not fucking easy. No, no, no. Like it's like really hard. It seems harder, but I think that I need. I'm a t- I'm the type of person that like have always and will always need escapes and need to like. I need to spend time in my own head in order to, mm-hmm. like I, eat, like. I need to be alone so that I can be better for the people I love. Because mm-hmm. if I don't have time to, like, process those thoughts or, like, get away from, like, my sanctuaries, I'll stay in my sanctuaries and then I'll be stale and then I won't grow and I know that about myself and mm-hmm. I'll get comfy and I need time away. Yeah. Because I'm better when I have time away. Yeah. I, I really, I thought I was going to have, like, a kid with my ex. Yeah. I'm so glad you didn't. Well, I had, like, extreme baby fever, and we would, like... It was so... Our relationship... Time for shitty exes. Yes! Yes! <laughs> this I is love shitty exes! <laughs> this is what we've been talking about. This is the only thing I came in plan to talk about with yes. you. Yes. Yes, I can't um, wait. But I had, like, the most adult relationship, and very serious and like crazy i was like freshly 18 like a baby like i was yeah. not prepared for what i was getting myself into you don't even into. know yourself yet you don't know no. what, honestly you don't even really know what you're attracted to yet at 18 years old in all honest honesty and i that's honestly the only thing i will never take away from him is that he's sexy yeah that's it and that's all but that's yeah. all you can you're just eye candy yeah but I moved across the country with this guy I knew for two months, and I was, like, in love with him already. Mm-hmm. It moved way too- Everything was just so fast, and it was, like, I think it was just, like, the hype, because I was going to move, and then he was like, I'll come. And I was that's like, crazy. I'm not, like, I don't yeah, mind no. psychotic, but, like, that's just wild. No, it is psychotic, like, because he is, like, your age. Oh, so that helps. So there's like the age difference, which like no, it wasn't that bad. Like I knew him because I was like a, I was like a freshman. He was a senior at my high school, mm-hmm. and that's the only, that's how I knew who he was. And then four years later, then we start messaging, whatever. He slid into my Instagram DMs. Jesus Christ! But it all happened so fast and. I'm across the country with this guy I barely know, and I'm living with him in an apartment in a room together, like, basically tracked with him. Everything is revolving around him, and it was so fucking toxic and so just, like, mentally and emotionally and, like, physically abusive like it was the worst i had no idea what i was doing and no because you're not supposed to know what you're doing at 18 years old and when you 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 also have no idea who to properly choose as a partner at 18 years old because and i didn't want to accept defeat that like this wasn't working out and i knew like i knew oh this is not happening yeah very early on and i just like I wanted it to work so badly because I needed a person to rely on. Yeah. He was, like, it was just, like, so bad. 
and so bad for my mental health like trying to be the perfect girlfriend for this Mm -hmm. 20 something year old asshole Mm -hmm. and I like he would always say that I was immature and I because you dated an 18 year old yeah like what the fuck no shit yeah no shit you're immature yeah I would say that like it says it says way more about you for like having an 18 year old girlfriend and living with her and all this shit yeah but like we would literally go from like having conversations about like when we're gonna get married what are we gonna name our kids and then the next day like we're broken up that's insane yeah and so sad And and you're in somewhere far away from your family i was so alone yeah, it's, it's honestly the most alienating feeling in the whole entire fucking world. It's really sad and really hard and fucking shitty. And, like, I had, like, my roommates, and I didn't want to... I never wanted to tell them the full extent of, like, things that were happening because we all lived together. Yeah, and you didn't want them to be worried for any reason, you know? Yeah, and I didn't... Like, I didn't want to tell the family I worked for because... I knew she would, like, listen. Like, the mom was, like... She was, like, my mom there. Mm -hmm. Just so nurturing and, like, (laughs) I have mommy issues. So it was really nice to be around someone so sweet. Yeah. But, um... I just, like, didn't want anyone to know. And I made it... I forced the fuck out of it. And I was, like, this is it. Like, I'm cool if this is it. Yeah. But, no, it's not. He's dating his ex now. Happy for them. I've talked about my ex-boyfriend every single episode of the podcast. Good. Get it out. <laughs> I talk so... I... I'm... Because I'm writing this... Uh, I'm trying to, like, hype it up because I'm writing this, like, piece about him mm-hmm. in our relationship. What kind of piece? Oh, like, uh... It's a love story. That's... Sounds like it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a fictional love story. It's not about anyone. <laughs> but, um... I just... I feel like I attract really awful people in my life and I don't know what it is that like I don't I feel like these people are good and then they turn out to be like assholes and mean like what how what am I doing wrong yeah you're well you're not doing anything wrong yeah um you're gonna attract assholes your whole life that's like part of being a female and part of being a pretty female is everybody wants something from you they are always going to Mm -hmm. and um men have worse mommy issues than we do because men and moms oh yeah relationships are crazy Mm -hmm. um i uh so i met i met my ex when i was freshly 18 Mm-hmm. And we, I should have known, but again, I was 18, mm-hmm. but I should have known from the very beginning because from the very beginning, I was always trying to get his attention and I could never get it. And that's really how our whole relationship played out. And like, he was older than me and he was like a manager at the place that I worked and like, I liked that and I just wanted I, I, I had been, like, my high school experience, like, I really, um, like, the dudes that I had, 
been with, like, really put me through the ringer in high school, to be honest. Like, I never had any boyfriends or anything, but I... They really put me through the ringer. They just did. Yeah. And so, like, um, I just wanted someone to, like, love me so bad. Like, so bad. And I thought this was... I was like, he will. Like, he will. So the second he gave me, like, an ounce of anything, I just, like, jumped on it. And then um, I got into a relationship with him. And, like, within five months, we had a condo together. And, like, we lived with my other best friend, who I don't speak to anymore. Um, that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> but but um, I, like, it ended up, he ended up being there for so many of the shittiest parts of my life that it was almost like a trauma bond, like, at that mm-hmm. point, And we were so codependent, but, like the biggest fight we ever had was that he wouldn't, he literally could not call me pretty. Like, he couldn't do it. Like, he couldn't. He couldn't do it. And I was like, I just, I need, he wouldn't, he, like, couldn't give me, he he couldn't treat me right. And, like, I, I wanted him to so bad, but I kind of always knew that he wasn't the end game. The best way that I can really say it, and even though this sounds, like, stupid, but I was Miley Cyrus and he was Liam Hemsworth. Like, I was wild. I was, like, fun and I was my own person. And, like, I wanted to be and I wanted to, like, do all this fun shit. And I wanted to, like, build myself up. Mm -hmm. And, like, I I was hyper and I just, like, wanted... I was, I'm, I've always been a wild card my mm-hmm. whole life. Like, I've never not been like that. I've always had something in my brain that's like, don't behave. And I'm still like that to this yeah. day. Like, I'm I'm 1,000% the fuck the man guy. And he wanted to put me in a box so bad. And, like, I don't know if it was that he was, like, insecure. I don't know if it was, which I think it was. I mm-hmm. think he was insecure. And I think, I hate to say this, but, like, I, I don't mean it in like a cocky way but he he saw that I had something like in Mm -hmm. my head like I had like a really I had like all these cool like creative ideas and like I had like a brain to use and I think it really fucking pissed him off Mm -hmm. and he didn't ever want to build me up he wanted to like put me down and put me down and put me down and dim it and he did like he did like Mm -hmm. I hated myself I fucking hated hated like I was like a walking piece of shit I could show you pictures I caked my face in makeup every day I had an eating disorder I would like gain a bunch of weight and then I'd lose it really really quickly and then I like wouldn't eat and then all of a sudden I would start eating and then I wouldn't be able to stop eating like it was just it was horrible I fucking hated my life I lived in Tennessee I hated it and I was like going through a lot of really shitty times and Mm -hmm. he was like the the one that I was like, well, you're here, so I'll, like, use you to cling on to. Mm-hmm. And then I moved into Providence, and I realized, like, oh, I'm actually starting to, like, like myself again and, like, reignite this, like, light in me, and you don't, and I don't want you to be here for it. And I just, like, made him go back to Tennessee. But he was, he served his purpose, and I don't, he's a human, but he was just such a fucking asshole. It's not, like, how long did you date? Four years. Oh my god. And we lived together the whole time. 
And I lost so many friends while we were together. Like, some, like, people that I really loved, like, and still do love. Mm-hmm. Because, like, that's what happens. It, like, isolates you and it's toxic. And, like, he knew how to get under my skin and I knew how to get under his skin. And it yeah. was just gross and mean and sad. And I just, you were, like, a shell of a person. And I remember the day he left, I was, like, crying as I, like, watched him drove away. I, he drove away. I wiped off my tears. I opened my apartment door and I went in with a trash bag and threw everything that we had together out, redid my whole apartment, saged it, and it was the best fucking night of my life. The next day, I got up, I did my hair, I did my makeup, I like went to work looking cute as fuck, and I was like, I am single. I was so relieved. Like, Annie and I, my dog, Annie and I would go on hikes like every day like we I was doing things I loved again and then I like was like oh my god like I'm this is I forgot like oh my god Olivia I miss you a lot like I missed you Mm -hmm. I miss you so much but it was like a more refined version of me because I had been through what the fuck this person put me through and then once I like was like I don't want a relationship I like was so happy and content and I was like yes like I'm myself again and I only need me and I'm only ever gonna need me I love me Mm -hmm. and I like kept building up and building up and a couple years went by and I was like at the height of like my confidence and I was like fuck yes like I am so happy to have myself back I didn't want anything and then fucking I fell in love again yeah it was like the best thing that ever happened to me because I at that point had expectations as to what I wanted in a partner Mm -hmm. and like I when I finally like accepted like oh this is like a real thing he's not fucking with me he's not lying like he's not love bombing me he actually genuinely loves me Mm I had like I had I was like no I'm I'm not gonna let a person treat me like this like and if you're gonna love me you're gonna know like what I come with and Mm -hmm. you're gonna have to be like okay with that and if you're not okay with that then there's the door. Yeah. And I never had to show him the door. And that was really great. That's that's a story. We have so many similarities. We in do our have life. so many similarities. Because that was like the same thing. Like I was so low because he didn't like me. Yeah. And we were far away from our families. And yeah. Like, far like, away from what made us. I was just like isolated. Like there, I, there were so many moments where I was like, he does not even care. Yeah. Because, like, I would, like, go... I was crazy. It's wild to me, though, that you thought you were marrying that person. I know. Because in the back of my head, I used to tell him. I used to, yeah. I used to literally be like, if you propose to me, I will kick you in the dick. Do not... I don't want to marry you. Ever. And I never want to have kids. I think he's the reason I didn't want to have kids. I... Honest to God. I don't even... I think I just wanted, like, security. Mm-hmm. And I wanted that, like, okay, I want you to be my... Like, I don't know if I actually wanted to marry him. Mm-hmm. But I think I like the idea of it. Of knowing he wasn't going anywhere. Yeah, because he... Even though he made me feel like absolute shit and, like, tore me down, he was the only person that could bring me back up. Yeah. Because... He could do whatever he wanted to me. 
who was I going to turn to besides him? I was back, That's like... That's the point of isolating you from everyone you know. I, like, <laughs> there's, like, a something that I wrote, and it was, like, you knocked me unconscious, and I woke up to crawl and beg at your feet. Yeah. Like... I, and that's, you that's were the, such a powerful, it's so true. Like that, I mean, yeah. I just like feel, felt that super hard. Like he was, I don't know why he was like the only person I had. Yeah. Like there was, there was a night where I went out and I was, he knew I was out and I was drinking and he told me he was going to come pick me up and I was alone in the city and I was literally alone in not a great area Mm -hmm. in the city and I was like can you please come pick me up like I'm one drunk Mm -hmm. two like I in the middle of nowhere like oh my god and he was like can you just take an uber I'm tired just take an uber and I was like okay and so one of the people I was with like at this bar that I met waited for my uber with me and was just like being a creep and I went back and I was like I'm so sorry like this guy touched my ass like I'm so sorry like I let it happen and he like got mad you couldn't drive 10 minutes to pick your drunk girlfriend up no Why would and put her that? in an unsafe situation oh my god like just so many instances of like he did not care about me like you look back and you're like anybody any, if someone genuinely loves you, mm-hmm. that would have never, you would have never had to, and I didn't know, I didn't know that. I genuinely didn't know that for a very long time. But like, if someone genuinely loves you, mm-hmm. they will, they'll come pick you up 40 minutes away. They'll come pick you up two hours away. Yeah. Like, it doesn't fucking matter. Like, you want to like, protect that person at all costs like you just do and not in like a toxic way in a like in a i want you safe like i always want you safe he was like my prince charming because he is the person that bailed me out of jail Ooh, when i got arrested (laughs) yay i did it i knew him for like a month barely oh my god and he was the person that picked me up and i bet that was like your story like, yeah. that was, like, that was your, it. Like, that he was, liter- like, your origin story. Like, through, I literally tweeted, because we were just, like, hooking up and hanging out. And then I got arrested, and I texted my friends, like, someone needs to come get me. But all of my friends are in, like, New York, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't live here. Oh, my God. So they... My friend has oh a photographic God. memory, and we were hanging out, and he has, like, a thing about phone numbers. And I showed... I was showing him the contact for, like, a set, like, a picture of him. And he remembered the phone number, called it, and he was like, you need to go get Lexi from jail. And all my friends were, like, messaging him on Instagram, like, can you pick up Lexi from jail? Like, she got arrested. And they, the, like, they didn't really tell me what was going on when I was in the, the cell, but they kind of were like, if you, you have, like, three hours or you What did you get, get arrested for? I had a fight. I got a domestic. I was in a fight oh with my, my God. parents. There was no, like, violence, but yeah. I was just erratic and out of control. We mm-hmm. all were, and I was the one that got arrested. That's insane. Yeah. So, they told me that I had, like, three hours or I had to get sent to the ACI because it was the weekend. <gasps> and I was freaking out. That's why I was like, someone needs to get me in three hours. Yeah. Like, one of my friends was going to drive from New York, but it would take more than the three hours. Like, I would be in the ACI. 
So they didn't really tell me what was going on and I didn't have a concept of time. So I'm freaking out. I was like, I'm about to go to real prison, like real prison for no reason. And they walk me outside and they're like, so you have a boyfriend? And I was like, no. And he's just sitting there. And he picked me up, paid my bail, like took me back to his house. From that moment, we we were like, it was like three weeks of hanging out. I'm now living at his house. <gasps> oh my God. And I lived with him until we moved at his oh house. God. I was driving his car around like, oh my God. We were in it. Oh my God. Oh yeah. And he was like this. And because of that, you're like, I don't want to, I want to make this work. He was like this There's older. There's like always that one thing. Yeah. He was yeah. this older guy that was just like, he was very attractive and like, I thought we got along and I thought he was a different person because I think he's legit. Like, I think he has uh, antisocial personality disorder. Oh, Jesus Christ. I literally think that, but I was just like oh my god this is my life and it's happening yeah and we're gonna be together and i ignored all of the red flags until i couldn't anymore and like he did like hurt me and i had to like i it was so fucking crazy because he started to like get violent and when he did it was like the day our roommates moved out and Mm -hmm. it was gonna be like our first night alone in our own apartment and he was drunk I think he was doing coke I don't know and he got crazy and then the next day we I tried to talk about it and he was like I don't really care I'm not really sorry for what I did and I was like so what am I supposed to do and he's like I don't know call the police report me and arrest me like some like word for word something like that and I called my mom sobbing. He, like, left. And I was like, this is what happened. He had called... He left to call his mom. Because while I was on the phone sobbing to my mom, she got a call from his mom, who was like, you need to get Lexi out of there. Oh, my God. And I was gone in four days. Oh, my God. Like, packed everything. And it was... I was so delusional because we would like I didn't talk to him for like two days and then I went to go stay with the people I nannied with and he was like you should come back to the apartment for the last night and I did and he basically just like had sex with me one last time and he stayed up all night talking to me and telling me that when we're back here he wants to get back together and like figure everything out and be together He dropped me off at the airport, and he wouldn't say bye to me. He was like, I'm going to see you in a few weeks. Like, I'm not saying bye. Because I was, like, sobbing my eyes out. I was leaving my whole life behind that I built in a different state, like, far away from home. And he was like, I'll see you soon. And I, no. Oh, my God. And I just, like, I never really, and then I was back to life in Rhode Island, and I was working within, like, two days, and... And you were fucking... I couldn't think about it. Yeah. That's insane. There, it's, like, that's, like, a mild way to put things. Yeah. That's crazy, Lexi. And you've never seen him again? No. Is he still in San Francisco? No, he's in Rhode Island. What part of Rhode Island? Newport. And... 
How, I, how, when did that happen? May. Of this year? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Like, he, like, was, he took a lot of my stuff. Like, I left some things there, and he was, like, his parents were, like, also, while that happened, his parents were driving across country. They bought a van, and they were coming to visit us. How long were you guys together? Like, 16 months. Oh, my God. And they were in, like, they were in, like, Texas or Tennessee, literally, like, one of those middle states, when that all went down. And I was, before they even got there, I was on the plane, and I was gone. Thank God. But they were like, we'll get your stuff, nope, like, I had this vintage Hello Kitty clock, and I have this, like, Hello Kitty connection, because of my grandma, and everything reminds me of her, and, like, fucking threw it in the trash, like, just, like, asshole things, and his ex, his new girlfriend who was his ex, started messaging me on Instagram and, like, she views all my shit. So I just, like, feed into it and I'll, like, post things to Amazing. Get, like, you're... I... She, the whole time we dated, she kept, like, all their pictures together up and she would, like, delete them and then repost them. Like, unarchive them. So I, I'm, like... Ew. She... Yeah. They're perfect for each other. Good. Like, Good. They, they probably are perfect for each other. Good. And go go let ahead. them be toxic themselves. Yeah. I just, I, like, after I broke up with my ex, I made it my mission. And, like, I remember being that far out from, like, where you are now. You know? Like, I remember being that far out from the breakup. Yeah. And, like, sit, you know, you have to sit with it, but you also have to fucking talk about it. Like, you, because I didn't talk about it because I was like, I'm good now. But, mm-hmm. like, I should have talked about it more. And I got myself into therapy, and, like, that fucking helped a lot. But I started, like, right before we broke up, and my therapist actually helped me with that decision. Mm-hmm. Um, But I remember, like, being like, what the fuck finds... Like, now that you're out of it, like, you have to find what genuinely brings you peace. Like, mm-hmm. that's, like, my biggest rule to myself is, like, I always want to make sure that what I, like in my life I'm doing what I can to bring myself peace and I yeah. have to figure out what that is and where to find it and I I remember like we I had been talking to Ken for a while at this point and like one night I just like asked him before we were like falling asleep cuz we weren't dating dating yet and I was like and I, I mean, I knew at that point that I loved him, but, like, I didn't, you know, we were, I, I had yeah. made it clear that we weren't doing the labels thing, and, like, mm-hmm. and I was, like, are you talking to anybody else? And he was, like, yeah. And I was, like, okay. So, the next day, we, like, sat down and talked about it, and I was, like, look, man, like, I understand you've got shit going on in your life. That's fine. Like, I don't care. But at the end of the day, I'm going to do what brings me peace. And if being stuck in a situationship where I know what I'm, how much I like you, like, that's going to torture me and it's not going to bring me peace and I'm going to not do it anymore. I'm just not. Like, I was like, you do you. Like, it's okay. I understand if this is not what you want, but I'm not going to stick around for it. And I went home and we both had to work that day. So I went home and I, like, cried and I was, like, super sad and then I got to work and I was like, whatever, like, I'm just gonna fucking 
do mm-hmm. me like I'm like this sucks but like whatever and like I went downstairs again like no one knew we were to, we were even a thing at all like not for a couple months at this point and like he followed me into the basement and he like literally had like tears in his eyes and he was like I I don't want to like I I don't care like I don't want to talk to anybody else I'll fuck I'll I dropped him all this morning that's it like I want to be with like I want this just this I'm only talking to you that's it that's that's that and I was like wow that was amazing and I was like what the f-? I totally expected it not to go like that yeah and but that's what I'm like if like do what brings you peace and if it doesn't bring you peace that's not right yeah you know it's not fair it's hard because i've learned so many toxic traits yeah and i like i won't even lie like i'm probably toxic that's fine i mean it's not fine it's not fine it's not fine (laughs) but the point is is like if you have a self-awareness and you Mm -hmm. You first have to find the the part of you that gives a shit about you. Yeah. And then once you find the part of you that gives a shit about you, you have to start doing things because you give a shit about you. And then that will go away eventually. Yeah. It's not something you can, like, try to make happen. You can't try to not be toxic. You have to... You gotta... You gotta do what's good for you, what mm-hmm. feels good for you, and do it because you want to do it for yourself. And that's when all that shit starts to wither away, and all that bad shit starts to just yeah go. And you don't know what's happening, but it does happen, and you're probably gonna be erratic for a lot of it, because that's just what healing and like yeah getting getting through all that shit is and like figuring all your trauma out and whatever the fuck honestly like i enjoy just like talking about it like even with the podcast like i don't care who cares because it's your fucking podcast yeah he should know he shouldn't have fucked up he wouldn't have been on a podcast yeah (laughs) i don't care i had a dream that he agreed to do a sit down for the podcast and like do you think he ever would no i don't think he would ever admit that he did anything wrong because he never could fantastic let him rot in that misery that's like that's something like i remember always saying to him like because like we had arguments about a lot of things but it was like hey you're actually treating me like shit yeah like i want to kill myself like i hate you like you are making me so depressed and his thing was like you're spending money so literally my ex was just like that literally it was valentine's day so it was two days before valentine's day and rent was due on the 12th so it's about to be valentine's Day. day yeah that's when we moved in but um he was like i want to pay your rent because he saw that I didn't really have a lot of money because I didn't. I was spending all my money on clothes and whatnot. And he paid my rent for Valentine's Day. And then on the actual day, I went to work and I like took all of the money that I made and I went and I bought him a gift. And then I was like, okay, I can, I'm like looking at restaurants that are nice that I can afford to take him out to. And I was going to take him out to dinner. So we like are driving in the city 
And he's like, I really shouldn't have paid for your rent. Like, I shouldn't have done that. Like, this is so fucked up. Like, you're, like, so irresponsible with your money. Like, you're very immature. All this shit. And we just got into it so hard. And I broke down. And I was like, this is not meant to be, like, a dramatic statement or, like, to make you feel a certain type of way. But you genuinely, I contemplate killing myself every day that I wake up next to you. Because you you are, like, killing me. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you should just go ahead and do it. That was his response. And I was like, alright, I fucking hate you, drive home now. I sent him the money that I owed him for my rent. And he was like, why would you do that? Like, I paid it. I was like, I don't want to owe you shit. And then we were fine for a few months. <laughs> Like, that's how it went. It was so intense. And I kept telling him every time we fought, like, you are going to be fine if the one thing about me that bothers you is me spending money. Because when we break up, you have no financial ties to Mm -hmm. me. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm my own person. We don't share a bank account, whatever. Like, you never will think about that again. But I am going to constantly be sitting with the things you've said to me. Yeah. And, like, the ideas you've put in my head. And that's what's going to matter at the end of the day. Yeah. When you say these things, you have to realize what they're going to do to someone. But he probably kind of enjoys that. Yeah. He probably likes the idea of you having to sit with all that. Yeah, he's psychotic. Like, that's just, like... Kill all fucking men. I just except got, my man. Yeah, he really loves you. It's very cute. Like I, I like seeing you guys interact because it seems like a really good, healthy relationship. And I'm like, mom and dad. I didn't like think those existed. To be honest, yeah. Like, I seeing you guys is very like wholesome. That's and, that makes me feel really good because we it it's not all like it's not easy all no. the time. You know, like we like and there's like a it's it's a lot of like exhausting conversations like it's not yeah it doesn't just but the thing is is like it's it's not hard because I love him so much you know what I mean like those after those conversations like you feel so much better and you feel so good because you're like wow I actually have somebody that's willing to like listen to my erratic emotions Mm -hmm. and like understand them and like work with them yeah and you're like wow that's like really fucking awesome because like I want to do that too yeah you know it but it's it's not like I'm saying like it's not easy and it's never like it's we worked really hard to have a good relationship you know like it it didn't just happen it, mm-hmm. it was a lot. It is a lot of hard work, and it continues to be a lot of hard work. But it's like the most worth it thing in the world. Yeah. Here's to healing. I just got a text from my dad that says, "I was very specific when I told you you could only drive to work. No cruising around on that donut tire. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? That is so important that you are totally disrespecting my wishes. You're putting yourself at unnecessary risk by driving with that donut. You don't have a spare tire anymore. When will you be home? I my tire. I I got a flat tire. I was there. I, I remember yeah. for the audience." Dad, I'm working on my podcast. You wouldn't get it. 
<laughs> That's the line. That's the name of the episode. Dad, I'm working on my podcast. You wouldn't get it. <laughs> yeah, I'm such an asshole. I'm sending it. That should be like the cover. Like that's that yeah, that's like actually iconic. Not for two hours. Two hours of content, baby. That did not feel like two hours. It didn't feel like two hours. That at felt all. like I thought maybe it was we had so fun. I thought we had maybe forty minutes. That was super fun. That we just got deep. Easy. That was easy to talk to. Thanks. You. Should we call it? Yeah. Yeah. What do we say? When do you? All right. Thank you for listening to this episode. Hope you guys enjoyed our conversations. And About two not very cool and not very normal curls. I thank you, cool normal girl Olivia, for joining me. And Thanks, cool normal girl Lexi, for having me. Of course, anytime. Um, this was a blast. I don't. I never know how to end it. I just like stop talking usually. And I put a, my. I put my copyrighted music. That's amazing. And then, so, I'm going to end it, and then it's going to, I'm going to stop recording, and it's going to go into um, Creep by Radiohead. Incredible. I wish I was special. You're so fucking special. But I'm a creep.